0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: BFM 89.9, my name's Daryl Ong and you tune in to Bar None, the show that brings you through the ins and outs of the sporting world. This week on the programme, we explore a new trend and sport called mini football. But first up, news roundup on the good, the bad and the ugly. Today on the episode, we're just going to be focusing on the ugly news of the week, a big one, which is the formal announcement of an elite breakaway European Football League, billed as the European Super League. An idea that's not something new, in fact, initial talks for the European Super League date back to 1998. It's definitely now unprecedented times for football with details of this league changing day by day. The plan, essentially, is to gather the top clubs in Europe in a close league to ultimately replace the UEFA Champions League. This will have a massive impact on the European football pyramid with relegations and promotions being an essential part of modern football which benefits the quote-unquote smaller clubs and the grassroots ecosystem rather than the football elite. Backlash from this announcement was overwhelming with fans, the media and now even the players speaking out against the breakaway. And this week on the program to dissect the aftermath of the announcement, we have on the line football pundit and a journalist, Bob Holmes. Bob, welcome to the program. Let's start with your initial reactions to the ESL announcement.
0: Well, absolute horror and disgust, basically, um, but not totally unexpected. Mm. Uh They'd been talking about this uh, for a while. Yeah. And the, um, the only surprise was that it was last Sunday because Monday, UEFA thought they were going to announce a compromise deal, which they'd been negotiating with these clubs um, for the new format of the Champions League. Mm. And then to, for them to discover on Sunday night that these rebels had gone ahead really did uh, well it's a case of being beaten to the punch but mm. a lot worse than that um and you can see from the reaction of the uefa president alexander Seferin,
1: uh
0: he's uh, he's been absolutely lambasting the um perpetrators of this mm. um, pulling no punches at all uh, saying that he would uh, worked as a criminal lawyer for 24 years but have never been lied to as much as he has by this mob. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, Bob, I mean, the timing of it is something else too, right? You know, football is just, I guess, slightly recovered, you know, after the pandemic and suddenly to announce this, the, the timing is r- really crazy, right?
0: Yeah, timing was very significant. And I think it has to be in any heist uh, because that's what it is. Um, I think they took advantage of the absence of crowds. Mm. Because you've seen already, I mean, there's only been a couple of games since, but uh, the fans have made their um, feelings known in no uncertain terms. I mean, it's almost unanimous in uh, opposition to it. Mm. Uh, So uh, if there'd been a huge crowd, say we hadn't had COVID and uh, the, the stadiums had been full, Um, you know, 50 or 60,000 people all demonstrating against it, I think it would have had some effect, Mm. um, you know, on on even governments um, and certainly on on the uh, people who run the game. Mm. Um, But there is, even uh, without that, there's an amazing amount of agreement on this. I mean, it's united the rest of football governments, uh, the Italian League, the Spanish League and the English League are in full agreement that yeah. they don't want this.
1: No, not just the associations, right, Bob? It's the fans as well. They're all getting together for once.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, people might wonder what is so horrible about this. I mean, they're promising loads and loads of money, far more money than um, there is now even. I mean, football's not a poor sport uh, by any means. I mean, we all know the, the transfer fees and the wages and that sort of thing, um, it might strike people as being a little peculiar that uh, these guys should want even more money. But that is what it's about. They believe that there is more money to be had, mm. and they've got people like uh, the fangs, the so-called fangs, Facebook, Amazon, Google, uh, interested and they claim to have a broadcaster as well. But as, it, it, as I said before, it is a work in progress, and they're coming up with new stuff every day. Mm-hmm. But they, they are serious, and they, they do have the money. They're all billionaires, the owners, and billionaires and some besides. I mean, you've got sovereign wealth funds and um an oligarch uh, among them mm. um so they've got the money they've got the power and the influence yeah um and but it is just about greed and i think that if anyone doubts that they should uh, ask well why isn't there any relegation mm. that's that's the key thing and that is the biggest uh, reason for the criticism. Yeah. It's a closed shop. I mean, the, the Premier League itself was a breakaway, and there was a lot of opposition to it. But they never dreamed about having a closed shop. I mean, there was always relegation from the Premier League out and promotion from the Championship in. So there was a constant change of of clubs, new blood coming in, and it meant that there are not many dead games. The subplots of football, right? They're all gone. Exactly. Mm. I mean, you're going to get dead games from early on in the season. Yeah, that's true. When, when, when somebody, when it's clear that one or two teams are vastly inferior to the rest, mm. um, but then are they going to bother? I mean, if there's no um, threat of relegation, what is the incentive to, to really bust a gut? That's right, I mean, yeah. it, it goes against uh, the whole ethos of football around the world, and it, which is very different to American sport, yeah. where, where they have the franchise, and uh, they don't have relegation. Mm. And that's the, that's the key. I mean, if, you, if you're not very good, you've got to watch yourself because you're going to be dumped out of the league, and that's what keeps people on their
1: terms. That's right. That's absolutely right. Uh, Bob, definitely unprecedented times in football. And like you mentioned, you know details are changing day by day. Uh, An unnamed board member of, the, of a Premier League top six club was quoted as saying that this is not a civil war on football, but this is a nuclear war instead. Um, ESL President Florentino Perez this morning said that uh, the Super League is made and created to save football. What exactly, Bob, is the Super League saving football from?
0: Well, I mean, if um, if football was so bad, I mean, he's talking about young people not watching it. Well, why are they going to watch this then? Because this, <laughs> as we've just said, this doesn't have relegation and there's no jeopardy. There are no, there are going to be no surprise results, no underdogs, you know. So if people are tired of watching it as it is now, they're certainly not going to watch this.
1: Yeah, agreed, yeah. Um,
0: Bob, FIFA also
1: announced that players in the ESL that will join the ESL wouldn't be allowed to play for their countries. For me personally, I think this is a bit of a harsh punishment. What are your thoughts on this?
0: Well, they said that uh, a while ago, um, but uh, this week they sort of backtracked a bit on that. um, And I think that there is a possibility that they will be allowed to play. I think this, the, the problem here is that no one really knows the legal, the legal side of things. Yeah. And what, what is pretty certain is that the lawyers are going to make a lot of money sorting it all out.
1: Mm. Um,
0: for the rest of the
1: clubs around Europe, they are left out in the cold. Uh, I guess some, some critics and fans would argue that a couple of these clubs have a bigger footballing history than those you know, touted to go in the ESL. Take Leeds United, for example, right?
0: Well, their fans made their... Uh, thoughts known uh, in no uncertain terms last night, didn't they? Yep. The game against Liverpool. Mm. Um, yeah. And I mean, don't forget, last year's uh, Champions League finalists, Bayern Munich and uh, PSG, uh, neither of those two are in it. Mm. Um, so you've got several, uh, well, lots of former winners of the Champions League or the European Cup um, who, are, who are not in it. And you've got Arsenal and Spurs, who are relatively big clubs, admittedly, but they're not going through a very good patch right now. And looking at the league table, you've got Everton above Arsenal, you've got West Ham above both Chelsea and Liverpool, as well as Tottenham, and Leicester, of course. Mm. And none of those are are in it. Mm. So what I mean it, it means that this is not done on merit at all. It's just a bunch of rich men who ganged up together and decided to go it alone. Yeah. I mean, that is not the way... Football has
1: been won for 150 years. Yeah. yeah. Greed is the main factor in this. You know, the clubs that join the ESL tend to gain three times as much uh, more money a season as they do from the Champions League. Uh, but what I want to touch upon here is, you know, FIFA and UEFA came up opposing this. Um, but on the flip side, they're also guilty of the same thing, aren't they? You know, FIFA wants the club World Cup while UEFA is revamping the Champions League, like you mentioned. Um, do you find it, in a way, hypocritical?
0: Uh, yes, it is, I mean, especially uh, FIFA. Um, and I, I don't trust them. Uh, I, <laughs> I really don't. I, um, there's a battle going on always between UEFA and FIFA. And uh, it, it wouldn't uh, surprise me if FIFA didn't actually support this in a quiet way Hmm. um, uh, just to sort of uh, damage UEFA and and enhance their own power in the game. Um, No, I wouldn't put anything past FIFA. Hmm. I mean, we know what they've done in the past. I know it's a new regime now, but I don't think that um, they change fundamentally, Hmm. whereas I think UEFA are, are at least making an attempt. But as you say, yes, they did agree uh, reluctantly to a lot of concessions um, over this issue, Uh, even the extent of teams uh, qualifying for the Champions League who actually are lower uh, in the league than other teams. Mm -hmm. like Liverpool, for example, because they've won it recently and we're in the final, they've got a very good coefficient. And as it stood uh, under the agreement that was reached, uh, West Ham could finish above Liverpool. Let's yeah. say West Ham finished fourth um, in the table, they, uh, or fifth, sorry, fifth, if they finish fifth, all of the, the, the top four would go through, whoever they were. Yeah. But the, the fifth, say the fifth club um, somehow got through because another one was qualifying through say, Man City won the league, uh, Champions League, then West Ham would have to give their place up to Liverpool because Liverpool's past history in the Champions League was counting against West Ham, who've never been in the Champions League. Mm. Now, that is just an outrage, isn't it? Yeah. That the team should perform better and finish above another team, and yet they have to bow to that team's past record i mean that is makes a mockery of of anything we've ever known in football
1: yeah for sure um i mean like you mentioned the backlash came from all sectors of football the fans the media even the club's own players are now speaking out um last question bob looking into your crystal ball do you think the esl will go ahead
0: i think it will yes. oh. um but whether it goes ahead with the uh, uh, those clubs remaining in their domestic leagues or not, that is, a, that is a very good question and I think only the lawyers will, um, will be able to answer that.
1: That was Football Pundit and a journalist Bob Holmes talking about the ESL announcement. Thank you so much for your thoughts and this is definitely going to be an ongoing story so keep your ears peeled to us only here on BFM 89.9. Alright, staying with football, or rather, a variation of it. Coming up soon, we explore a new trend that might take Malaysia by storm, mini-football. Stay tuned, my name's Daryl Ong, this is Banan on BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.